0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing show and we are on for a cracker. We are talking about the buzzword of today, which is the importance of being able to pivot. What does it mean? What does that mean within the economy? How are businesses surviving and thriving? But perhaps most importantly, you and yourself and on your journey, how can you pivot with confidence and get the outcome that you truly deserve? I know you're going to enjoy the show. I'll see you in Hey there, guys. Welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter, and as always, my faithful companion and offsider, Mr.
1: Mitchell Lorenzo. What a pleasant intro that is. Thank you, Mr. B, for having me. It's really exciting. And I want to chat about something even more exciting. It's the buzzword, the fresh hip thing out there, and that
0: is the almighty pivot. The importance of the pivot. The pivot, okay, yeah, that's definitely you can't go anywhere on Instagram or Facebook without some business guru saying if you don't pivot you're gonna be dead and quite frankly it's good advice. So what is it? What does it do? How are we gonna look at this? What structure have you got for us today?
1: Well I think there's three levels to the pivot. We've obviously got the economy, given that we're seeing such challenging times, businesses you know surviving in the economy, and then yourself as well, because it's important to draw it back to, you know, the most core level that you can. But before we touch on each of those levels and what they mean.
0: Let's dive into what actually is a pivot. What does that mean? Okay, I suppose it's the buzzword. You've got to be flexible and adaptive, I think is, is really what we're driving at in essence with the pivot. Uh, and never has it been more important a time um, to be flexible and adaptive in the approach you're taking and being able to pivot your business or pivot your investment strategies or, or your own personal life right now. You know, if we look at it from a, uh, starting off from an economics point of view, you know, we are in a recession. We've been in recession officially now for something like six weeks. I think in reality, we've probably been in recession for closer to 14 months. Um, And by that, I mean, you know, lack of wage growth, mortgage delinquencies, people that are actually behind their mortgage has been at record highs in every state and country. Last year, not this year, last year, those signs were already showing through. So, yeah, we're definitely in a recession and that's a big shock for many, many people because, you know, the lucky country as we are, we've been in boom times now for, for, you know, close to 30 years. And I don't think many people saw this coming. I think,
1: you know, coronavirus was almost the straw that broke the camel's back. But I know you've been chatting about, you know, recession and things coming, you know, for probably two years now. Mm. You know, you just walk along the
0: high street we've done a whole podcast on that. Yep. It looked pretty grim even before coronavirus. Absolutely, and this has been the tipping point, I think, for, for many businesses I'm sure we'd explore. But you know, you've got unemployment officially, what, six and a half percent? Something sort. like that. Uh, the treasurer came out this week and said 13 is probably a more realistic a number. It's and a bit scary when Josh Frydenberg tells you that maybe it's a little bit worse than what you think. Yeah, and I mean, that just shows the disparity between, you know, the unemployment measures you know seasonally adjusted versus reality and other things and to be quite honest and without being a scaremonger I wouldn't at all be surprised to see that number almost double uh, and see kind of unemployment up in the 20s and why is that look combination of factors I think the recession that we're going to be in is going to run a lot longer uh, than people are talking about you know I've talked about v-shaped recoveries w recession recoveries sawtooth recoveries l-shaped I don't think we're particularly well equipped if you look at the actual structural nature of the Aussie economy um, you know the lack of manufacturing and, and so on and so forth has meant that you know, getting that organic growth back into your economy is going to be quite tricky uh, for a service driven economy and, and look quite frankly i think also some of the government um, responses to try and stimulate the economy particularly in terms of um, benefits cash payments and things like that i, I, I had a kilter with a message to get people back to work the safety net and i know this is going to sound pretty cold-hearted but the safety net's too comfy
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's a couple of friends of mine, and I won't name <clears throat> names, of course. They could easily go back to work, but why not? They get to keep keeper. you know, get $750 a week and, mm-hmm. and play
0: Xbox and watch Netflix. Yeah. With unemployment, the wages, and as you know, we're recruiting like mad at the moment, we're running ads, and, and, and the, the thinness of the response because people are just going, yeah, no, I'm just going to take a bit of time off and go for a surf is diabolical. And so measures need to be put in play. That's a bit on the economy, though. So, you know, it's, it, it's tough. It's been tough for a little while, and I think it's gonna be quite hard work getting out. Uh, And so, you know, roll the sleeves up and brace yourself for a real tough one. So unless you're prepared to pivot and make some fairly direct changes, either your business and or you personally are gonna suffer massively uh, in this environment.
1: Okay, well let's dive into what it looks like in a business sense mm-hmm. then, because as we know, there's guys out there that are just surviving, there's ones that are thriving, and there's ones that are basically dead. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned Meyer and David
0: Jones, it's something to do with QBE Insurance Group. Yep. What's that all about? One of the things that flicked up on my radar, and you know, for anyone that's new to the world of trading, investing, learning fundamentals, and, and what's important can be quite challenging. And I'm a, a, a news addict, as you all well know. So something came across my screen about two weeks ago and QBE um, have actually cancelled their insurance for um, people that sell product to um, David Jones and Myer, uh, it's called uh, I think it's retail insurance or wholesale insurance it's to ensure that you get paid for the goods that you supply sure. and their decision to do that really if you read between the lines is saying we're pretty gloomy as to your outlook. In fact, we're almost suggesting that you're likely to go into administration and we're not prepared to backstop it. And when you see an organisation like QBE, which is a major player in that space, going, yeah, we're not doing this anymore, you'd be pretty smart to really listen to that. And, and and look, those businesses, David Jones and Meyer, yes, they're suffering, of course, they are with COVID and lack of foot traffic, but they've been dead businesses now for probably 18 months to two years sure. in terms of, um, you know, my observations and seeing how they work. And again, it's a... Uh, slowness and outright refusal to pivot. And if you, if you look back history, success always leaves clues and so too does history. Yeah. If you look back, Kodak didn't want to get into digital photography because it would cannibalize their film business, even though they invested or rather invented digital photography, Yeah, they ended up going bankrupt. If you look at, um, the likes of, uh, Fairfax as a business that's been slowly in demise, um, you know, it didn't want to invest in realestate.com, it didn't want to invest in carsales.com, it didn't want to invest in seek.com. Great businesses. All of them are multi-billion dollar businesses and it refused to put in, you know, 25 to 50 million in seek capital at the start because it didn't want to cannibalize its existing business. It was fearful um, of, of damaging what it had and missed out on the future. It didn't pivot. <coughs> Total failure is a pivot of, of the most extreme order. And there are plenty of other case studies that you can go into in that. So businesses have to be nimble. Now, in the case of Maya, for example, um, and, and, and look, unashamedly, my wife and I we, were building. As you know, I we just went to buy a couple of decent eighty-five um, inch TVs for, for the new place. And we've been Maya Platinum One clients for, for many years. They've been very kind. They've taken us to Melbourne Cup on a number of occasions. Done some really nice stuff. We've been good customers there, particularly my wife. And we call them and say, hey, we're looking for a couple of TVs. This is, this is what we're after, this price, what can you do? And they're like, yeah, no, we can't do that price and it's gonna cost you to be delivered and we can't get them to you for six weeks. And yet you can walk into Harvey Norman um, as a total unknown and walk out with you know, the same goods for you know, a couple of grand less than the price. Is it a cultural issue that we're finding? Look, I, I think they're very set in their ways from a cultural perspective, absolutely. And they've been very late to adopt to the idea of click and pay. Um, or, or, or click and pick up we actually buy it online but you physically have to go to the store I don't know why you would want to buy something online and then go to the store to you pick may up. Try it, on the it totally story. defeats the object of the whole exercise um, but you know the whole idea of, of, of click and deliver and I went on Myer's page this morning and their, their ability to deliver right now express delivery uh, same day or express or delivery within 3 to 8 business days is currently not available in the middle of the time when you want people to go to the shop online so they're almost writing their own death warrant well, I think, I mean, QBE, the insurer not giving them insurance, it's
1: like a, a life insurance provider not giving you life insurance because they know you're going to die. Yes. It's
0: the exact same thing. Yeah, you've got yeah you know, massive lung problems. you're about to have a heart attack and you're there with a slab of beer and a packet of cigarettes, I mean, you know, you're doing yourself in. Um, yeah, and, and it's not something that's just COVID related. I mean, these businesses have been on the outer and struggling for an awful long time. I mean, my listed it was $4.60, I think it was, back in 2006, might've been $4.90, but it's somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, back in two thousand six it's currently worth twenty-two cents per share. Rubbish. So you know that's what happens when your business doesn't doesn't pivot and doesn't have an eye on the future and when it eventually does make an attempt to do that it's very half-assed, not committed. And the broader issue with these types of businesses is more cultural as well. Um, You know if we look at the, the rise of the speciality store. Um, you know, Lulu is probably the default we go to on that incredible business. You go to the specialist store, North Face, you get what you want. You have that sort of experience within stores. So that's also really hit the big um, you know, department stores to away. But it comes down to culture and it's this culture of excellence. And, you know, the real success stories in, in online, COVID hasn't resulted in online shopping becoming great. You know, 20 years ago, 6% of US retail sales were online. 2019, it was 19%. Um, from 2019 to date which is seven months it's 26 percent so you've seen 10 years worth of growth in online sales in the US in the last seven months phenomenal growth. Why has that been? Well with companies like Amazon and and, and Zappos which unfortunately is now owned by Amazon the culture that they create is an online culture building an online business and pivoting online isn't just, oh, we've got a website now. It's everything that goes behind that in terms of the service, the customer experience, and the deliverability. Sure, and I know you've mentioned this plenty of times. as a proxy for how we should you know
1: run our culture within our organisation mm-hmm. is to be obsessed with customer service. Mm-hmm. Everything you do is improving that. I know with Amazon, you order something and they quote you 10 days shipping. It's there
0: in seven because they want to make you feel good. Exactly right, and those small wins really uh, engender that brand to you. Yeah, I mean, we've had to pivot too. Um, you know, we, we predominantly run a seminar business and come the end of February, that was the end of that. So within two, three weeks, we've pivoted and everything is online. But because you don't get that face-to-face interaction, you've got to build so much more from a resources point of view to be able to establish that relationship and, and, and have that trust built, albeit online, as opposed to sitting across a table or in a, in a ballroom or in a sure. auditorium talking to someone. So it's been very, very interesting. But you're right, you know, Amazon's obsession Uh, with customers, you know the company's tracking 20-30% growth per year for the next 5-10 years um, because it just does one thing and that's make sure you have a pleasant experience as a customer and you come back. There you go and it's quite
1: simple. Now that's easier said than done of course, pivoting to make adjustments to the change, sorry to the environment. How do you actually pick a a pivot? How do you know in due time, forgetting Corona for a second right now, how do you actually make that decision to say I need to make a change? That's a
0: really good question and uh, if you think about driving a car Um, You drive a car looking at the windscreen, or at least I hope you do. Uh, You don't don't spend your time driving looking in the rearview mirror. Uh, Yet some businesses are very much about that whole mindset where they're looking in the rearview mirror. This is what we've always done. Because if you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always got and right now what you're going to get is going to be nothing because the world has leapfrogged on. You yeah, know, look at restaurants. I've got a very good buddy who we were at his restaurant actually for lunch a, a couple of weeks ago. As you it's know. beautiful. Um, yeah, and he's reinvented his business in R. B. turned very, very quickly. Another good example here on the Gold Coast would be Rickshaws. They're down at Burley, lovely place. Um, but the restaurant was shut, so what did they do? They opened a pop-up, and do you know how smart they were? They saw the landlord that had just closed down a restaurant on Teller Avenue, because their business hadn't pivoted, and said, hey, we'll do a four-month pop-up, can we use the kitchens, we'll pay your rent." Landlord's gone, yes, please. And they've had a line of people around the door because they've been quick to get to the market with a very, very good idea that people can't go for dinner, but they can pick up takeaway. So it's that forward thinking and then having the confidence to actually pull the trigger. You've got to pull the trigger and you've got to do it. And you've got to be looking out the window at what's coming at you. And so many businesses you know, rely on the story of yesteryear, which is why they'll be confined to the history books. And you know, if we then take that as a segue into, as individuals, as people, what we can be doing on our investment journey, again if you're looking in the rearview mirror this is what I've always done you're in for a very very unpleasant surprise with what's coming down the line because no one's been in a recession here for 30 years and so the skill set the muscle memory the calloused mind of what you need to do in terms of being able to survive and thrive in that is sadly missing for so many people. So you know, if, if you look it, you're looking at, well, I'm, I'm a property investor. Fantastic, but we are going to have a weaker property market if unemployment goes up to you know 20. percent You're going to have a very very weak property market if you've got nobody having the ability to travel and and people from overseas coming in as students. Half of those rentals that have been built in the big cities to service the unis, there's no one to be there, and we're already seeing you know one in seven investment properties are empty. Landlords are cutting rent. Try and get tenants in. Great time to be a tenant, um, uh, but terrible time to be a landlord and a property owner uh, because you know you, 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 any any kind of yield you're going to get is gone, and you're running the serious risk of some significant significant falls in capital value of your property. Yeah, so that's someone that's had the property mindset. Let's say you're someone that's had a stock market mindset and you bought and held shares for dividends. Well, dividends have been cut, and they're not likely to be expanded anytime soon. So if you're looking for income or cash flow, you've got to pivot into a strategy that's current and is delivering consistent results through that time. But most importantly, in order to be able to do that, you've got to recognise that the past was great, but things need to change moving forward you know, you can't rely on a model that worked yesteryear to work in very, very challenging conditions. And that's probably the most confronting thing for people because you know, this notion of, I'm not going to say being wrong because that's quite confronting. um, But the bruise for the ego that all the work that you've done to set yourself up with XYZ type investments, is now not working. It doesn't mean to say you were wrong, and that's very important, it just means that you need to pivot and adjust what you're doing within there. And I think we spoke a few podcasts ago um, about the need to have a side hustle. We did. Now for most people, the notion of taking a second job, why would I want to do that? A, I'm gonna get taxed to hell by the government, but B, I already work hard, I'm busy, I don't need a second job. Well, you need to have a second income. Um, sure. And, and that's what the side hustle is, is really all about. To reduce that dependency on the job, you know, in a weaker economy, and particularly if the employer, let's say you work for Myer or David Jones, you better get your plan B sort of that pretty quick smart because the chances are you're gonna be moving from the column of people with a job to the column of people without fairly shortly. That's another
1: thing. I mean unemployment's already high enough, but job security has faded away massively.
0: How can anyone feel secure in an environment that we're seeing, both in the economy and the businesses that are within it? Look, I think it's a very arrogant thing to say, to say, I'm in control of this, I've got this because there are so many unknowns and we don't know how long this is going to go on for, how severe it's going to be, what the global ramifications are with China and the US. There's so many variables that are, that are sitting out there. Um, what I think you've possibly got to do is take stock and go, well, look, if, if these guys are wrong and the economy turns out to be okay and I keep my job, what's my downside here? Oh, I've learned some new skills that help me make more money. That's my downside. Terrible downside. It's a terrible downside, right? You might have to forego a few episodes of Netflix or Stan in order to do that, so maybe that's the other downside if you wanted to to, to, to measure that. You know, i have got 168 hours a week, how you choose to use them is up to you, uh, but you can do an awful lot in that time if you want to. So, you know, the worst case scenario is what if we're wrong and the economy picks up, well you know, another stream of income, happy days. But what if we're right and you go, okay, Remember about four or five months ago those guys, you know, the two elites that sit in front of the sign and they're always <laughs> nice to each other. Um, you yeah, know, and, 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 and they talked about something about pivoting, well maybe we should have a look at that. The problem is it's six months too late. Sure. Yeah, you, know, you dig the well before you need the water and, and it's so easy right now to to be head down in survival mode that you do forget to look out that front windscreen and see what's coming along the street. Good example last week, you know, with the the restaurant owner down in Melbourne, you know, and it's a terrible conversation, I actually had a listen, it's a terrible conversation to listen to. This is a guy, you know, he, he's got his, his restaurant in Lyon Street, everything's all open, he's just done his food order, he's got his feeling stuff great. back in, feeling great, and then all of a sudden, boom, the door shut again and he's got all this food in there, which he's happy to have give away to charities. a lovely guy, and, He's got the credit card bill coming for ordering that food in probably about 10 days' time. And he's recognized that, okay, this is my core skill, my restaurant, but I can't run the risk of it being my only play. We've got him on board, and let's say in three to six months' time, things turn around and it's back to business as usual in the restaurant. He's gonna have more cash flow than he wants, he's gonna know what to do with because he's got his plan B. Same day, one of our team uh, on our sales floor are talking to someone, oh, I'm busy in my business, so I don't have time for this. Guess what? If you're in business, you're always gonna be busy. Right? That's not going to change until the day you sell it and, and what if you're so busy you forget to look out the windscreen and before you know it you get T-burned by a mech trucker in a recession and all of a sudden you're there going, oh, let me learn that taper, that lead time is gone. It's, it's so important to pivot and pivot now and provision for what's coming. So is the message, get started really? As always, it's gonna be get started. You know, I think they'll be putting me in the grave and they'll be saying, get started yesterday. And i will be saying, actually <laughs> sure you got a stop loss, I'm sure, be on my epitaph somewhere along the line. But, you know, all of the evidence is pointing to the fact that we need to be jolted out of this comfort zone. And again, you know, we talked about, you know, benefit levels being too high. If you look at the difference between um, job seeker and minimum wage is 200 bucks a week. It's not a lot it's not a lot at all and you think well yeah no it's not the job seeker should be higher but really is that the case is that an incentive to get people working when you know if you go and bust your back for 40 hours and you're getting an extra 200 bucks a week that's five dollars an hour that's all you get marginally more by working versus staying on job you, make you stay home. And, you know take your tax out of that it's probably three dollars and fifty so you know something's got to be done to incentivize people back in the workforce and do it quickly and to give people hope because you know without hope you know what a sad world that we live in and people deserve self-esteem of having a job. You don't deserve anything in life, but you deserve the level of self-esteem and have the opportunity to have a job, but you've got to get off your backside and do it. You deserve to have an opportunity for a brighter future. Get off your backside and provision yourself by pivoting now and going, pivot, pivot, pivot. what a waste of Pivot now, build a side hustle, get that income flowing, and it doesn't matter what that side hustle is, whether it's what we do in terms of the stock market, which makes a lot of sense given the amount of money we're helping our clients make now, not in a year's time, but now, whether it be an Amazon business, whether it be some other online type business, do something. What's the worst case scenario? It works and you make more money. Yeah, if you don't do anything and you just sit there, you run the risk of being the David Jones or the Maya where the insurer is gonna pull the rug on you and say, we've got zero confidence that your, bu- your business is gonna be around in six months time. So we'll sit on the sideline and watch. And what a terrible message that is to any stakeholders in either Maya or David Jones when they see that their insurer is going, yeah, we don't think you're gonna make the count, you're out of it. And that's the risk that these business run and it's not because of COVID, it's because way back when they made a decision that we're gonna stick in department stores and we're not gonna move with the times, just like Fairfax when it stummed its nose at investing in real estate or car sales or seek. No, we're gonna keep with printed media because everybody loves reading a newspaper. And just like Kodak, when they refused to get into digital photography, even though they invented it, because it might affect their film business they are on. It's ludicrous and you're absolutely right. Who picks up a
1: newspaper these days, right? Look, I think there's a lot of good advice in there, Andrew, and it just stresses the importance of what's going on broader in the economy within businesses. You have to make changes within yourself so that it doesn't get the better of you because it's tough out there and you have to have, you know, something to be able to back yourself
0: up. And, 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 and it's, it's a whole belief system. We talked about Amazon and its obsession over customer satisfaction and quick delivery and so on. And, and equally, just if, if you're in business and you go online, you can't just be in business but online. The whole DNA, the thought process needs to change, which is the learning curve that we've been through over the last four months. Very successfully, I might have, you know, the team will work very, very hard to really engage their clients in a totally different way. So there's a mindset shift. It's not just the physical, we online now. It's a whole mindset shift. The culture. How do we do business in this space to make it easy for people? And in the same way, if you're about to make a pivot personally with your uh, side hustle which you're going to need there's no point just saying I've got a side hustle you've got to change that thought process for you as well, not doing it because somebody's told you, but doing it because you relish the opportunity as Kizaki says of going from an employee to self employed to a business owner to an investor it's building that pathway out to keep yourself really really um, structured in a multiple income stream way but for the right reasons not because you're being told to you should be going sheesh this is kind of right it resonates with me we're looking at the windscreen who do I have to become what development do I need to do as a person to be able to succeed as someone with a side hustle because there's a big shift between being an employee and doing stuff out on your own as well and that's not to say to give up your job to do it might end up doing that but that's not what we're starting out with but that shift in mindset the fact you haven't got a boss pushing you along or kpis that are set by your manager it's just you versus you and that requires a huge shift mentally that's
1: for sure absolutely and you always say to me the most amazing gifts can sometimes come in the most unusual wrapping paper and if that's COVID-19 if that's the recession if that's businesses going out of business Use the opportunity, because you never know, you might make the next Amazon, whatever Absolutely. it may be. Well, somebody else did that 26
0: years ago, and he's going okay, isn't he? I've heard that, I've heard he goes okay. He goes okay, back to his pre-divorce settlement <laughs> uh, level of wealth, and uh, and the business is growing 20, 30% with customer satisfaction through the roof, I mean, it's just unbelievable. There you go, there's our five year goal, AB. Thanks for having me on the
1: broadcast, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I think there's a lot of good advice out there, and get the message is: Get started,
0: get pivoting. Pivot well, I think. There you go, guys, pivot well. Here's was a rating and a review. We'll look forward to seeing you on the show next week.